0: Well, I you. Shaw, Jerry Adams, Arish. August Maris Grah, Gomsa Govil Shivsha, Go So yesterday, Saturday, marked 50 years from the horrific events of the summer evening of July the 9th, 1972, when British soldiers shot and killed two adults and three children in the Spring Hill West Rock area. And those killed included 38-year-old Paddy Butler, who died after he was hit by a bullet that killed Father Noel Fitzpatrick, who was trying to help the wounded and the dying. Martin Dudley, who was aged 19 at the time, was shot in the back of the head by a second British Army sniper and seriously wounded as he got out of a car. 17-year-old John Dougal was shot dead and his friend Brian Pettigrew was seriously injured as they tried to assist Martin Dudley. 13-year-old Martin Margaret Gargan was shot dead by another British Army's neighbour. And 15-year-old David McCaffrey was shot dead as he tried to pull Father Fitzpatrick and Paddy Butler out of the line of fire. All of those who were killed were trying to help other people. All of those who were wounded were trying to help their neighbours and their friends. But as in the case of the Bella Murphy massacre and that of the Bloody Sunday killings just six months earlier, the British army lied about the circumstances surrounding the Spring Hill west Rock massacre. They sought to present the victims as gunmen and gunwomen, justifiably and legitimately killed as they attacked British troops. And this lie and the way it's been perpetrated in the decades that followed caused huge distress to the families and to their neighbours and to the community. These British Army operations and the long list of disputed killings, cover-ups and state collusion carried out by the RUC and British forces are of a pattern. And this can be found in countless British military actions in former British colonies. Whether in India or Kenya, Palestine or Ireland, in the early part of the 20th century, those who protested for and demanded their freedom were met by violence. The inquiry into the Bloody Sunday and the inquest into the Bill Murphy massacre revealed the truth. Last week, the inquest into the killing 50 years ago of mother of six, Kathleen Thompson from Derry, concluded that she also was an innocent victim and in the same day the Belfast High Court ordered the scrapping in its entirety of the review by the Historical Inquiries team into the bombing of McGurk's Bar in December 1971 when 15 people were killed by the Ulster Volunteer Force. Bridget Irvine, whose mother Kathleen was one of the victims, had challenged the conclusion of the HET that there was no evidence bias by the RUC and its investigation. And Justice Humphrey described the HET conclusion as irrational. These are just a few of the many examples of killings carried out directly by or in collusion between British state forces and loyalist death squads. In an effort to prevent further damaging revelations, the British government has introduced a Legacy and Reconciliation Bill And this bill has now reached its second reading in the British Parliament. Its aim is to close down the rights of victims by banning all investigations, inquests and future civil actions. Relatives for Justice said the so-called Independent Commission for Reconciliation and Information Recovery will hold secret reviews and then determine what will be disclosed. It will not involve in any way the next of kin of those murdered, It's completely absent of legal norms and standards. It's clearly not independent, despite the title. It will hollow out the fundamental rights and freedoms enshrined in the Good Friday Agreement and thus seriously undermine and threaten the agreement. And all of this is in breach of previous agreements reached on legacy. It does not have the support of any of the Norse political parties or the Irish government or the Biden administration. Boris Johnson has gone. We has legia, but will his successor continue with these policies? My guess is that he or she will. Doesn't give a jot to us who live in Ireland really who is the tenant in Downing Street. What we have to do is to keep building strength on this island so that we can manage our own affairs in the time ahead. And that includes dealing with all of the victims of the conflict in a way which is fair and transparent. So the community gathered on Saturday, walked from Spring Hill Drive to the West Rock Memorial Garden and showed great solidarity with the families of those who were killed and wounded 50 years ago and they made it clear that they and the community that they come from are not going to give up until they get the justice which they deserve and desire. It's interesting to reflect also the role of the Irish government and all of these uh, matters and the reality is that some of our political leaders in Dublin repeatedly reduce their offices to the status of an observer. And this affects many matters which fall within their own, if you like, domestic responsibility. So quite often we're treated to a commentary from a government minister on public services or the lack of them, on homelessness or the cost of living crisis. And it's as if they had no responsibility or obligation for dealing with the issues involved. They have perfected, although it's wearing thin and most people now don't believe it, they perfected the old trick of being in government and in opposition at the same time. So it's easy to see why people don't take these representatives seriously, and why should they? when those involved, particularly some government ministers, don't take themselves seriously when it comes to developing and delivering the policies needed by working people and their families. This says a lot about our government's lack of ambition and their absence of strategic vision. Those involved seem more concerned to serve out their time and to keep their ministerial positions when they should be using these positions to bring about the change which is needed to shape a fairer society. And all of this is especially the case during these times of great challenges and greater opportunity arising from the British government's policies towards Ireland. So the latest offering from de soon perhaps to be Antishak, Arish, is a good example of this. He says a border poll at this stage would be both divisive. And Defeated. So that begs the question what's he doing about it? Silch! You would never think to listen to Antonis or Tishak that their government is co-guarantor of the Good Friday Agreement, or that the referendum in unity is a matter for them. So it's little wonder that Mr. Johnson, although he's Imaha, or sort of Harava Imaha, it's little wonder that Mr Johnson treats Ireland the way he does. If the British government does not stand up for its international treaty with the British government, why on earth would a serial breaker of agreements like the British government do so? Leo Varadkar and the Irish government need to lead the debate for the new Ireland. They need to establish an All-Island Citizens' Assembly to plan the future. This is a time for ambitious thinking and positive strategic actions. It is the time to raise people's expectations, not lessen them, and it is the time for a new approach by the government in Dublin. We need to utilise and intensify our diplomatic services and place the constitutional future of this island and its people at the centre of Ireland's international mission. The government also needs to work properly with the people of the North. If we had paid heed in the past to the excuses from Dublin for doing nothing, the progress of the last 50 years would not have happened. So more progress is needed, not less. Enough of excuses, Leo and Miho. Do your job or move aside for those who will do it better than you. And finally, every year I look forward to August. And since 1988, I've been amazed, entertained, uplifted and excited by the content and the growth of Fela and Fubble. For 34 years, the many people who have helped plan and organise the thousands of events that have been held have worked tirelessly to put in the best possible People's Festival. And when we remember the origins of Fela and Fubble, when following the killings of the volunteers of the Irish Republican Army at Gibraltar and then the killings of those at the funerals that followed, this community, the community which I'm part of, was depicted and ostracised <coughs> by the great and the good as a terrorist community. and. We all know that this is a creative, vibrant, active, uh, good-humoured, compassionate, forgiving community of men and women, of poets and singers and sports people and teachers and families and all of the, the wonderful essence that has kept us together against all the odds over all of those decades of conflict. So to prove that, to provide a platform for others to come in and share their art with us, but for the people of this community to have a platform for their own creativity, Fela and Fubble was created and it's going from strength to strength. So well done, Kevin Gamble and the entire Fela team. This year, Fela has surpassed itself over 300 events. Great acts like Paul Brady, Imelda May, Damien Dempsey, The Wolf Tones and then traditional music across venues right throughout the west of the city and into parts of the city centre. World class arts and cultural events along with great debates and discussions are all part of the seven day programme beginning on August the 4th and running to August the 14th. 300 events in all, and these will include the Moor Street Preservation Trust, which will be holding a talk in Arras O'Canila on Monday, August 8th, on the fight to save the Moor Street Historical Battlefield site, and on Friday morning on August the 12th, during Prisoner's Day in Common the Murloc and the Felons Club, Richard McCauley and I will be launching our new book on the Armagh Women. This book tells the story of the women Republican POWs in Armagh prison. So, take a wee note, get the CLAR, it's available throughout the west of the city in shops and other outlets, pick your events, enjoy yourself, relax, and we hope to see you, myself and Richard, at the launch of the book on the Armagh women. And. Have a good 12th, hopefully a peaceful 12th, and those who want to march will march and relax and enjoy themselves, and the rest of us will tolerate it, and it won't interfere too much with our gilly business. So thought I'd of finish off with a wee bit of Bob Dylan. The times, they are a-changing, and I'm dedicating this to Boris. Slán Líve. Slana Walia Bunerian loves you.
1: Come gather round people wherever you roam and admit that the waters around you have grown and accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone. If your time to you is worth saving, then you better start. Swimming or you'll sink like a stone Or the times They are a-changing I'm writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide The chance won't come again And don't speak too soon For the wheels still in spin there's no telling who that it's naming. Was the loser now, will be later to win. For the times they are changing. From senators, congressmen, please heed the call.